Hello, hello. It's another case of mixed tape identity, and my guest this week is Jane Watt. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 63 of Mixtape and Identity, and my guest this week is Jane Watt. Uh, Jane is an actor and a comedian, and I will start off uh, once again with a, a plea for anyone who's in the UK and can make it to Edinburgh. Uh, Jane and her comedy partner, Ange, who may or may not be an upcoming guest on the show, uh, they will be in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival with uh, Jazz or a Bucket of Blood is the name of the show. I've heard many good things about this show. I think you should go and check it out. I will be there checking it out in August. So, yeah, if you can, please do. Let's talk the playlist. Uh, this was so much fun. Some gorgeous songs on this list. Some some of them I'm still listening to. And then Jerk It Out by the Caesars at the end, which is a song we, we'll talk about it. I haven't thought about it in years. Wasn't angry at it, but just a deep cut, in my opinion. If you're new to the show here, welcome in. You may not know what I'm talking about with regards to the playlist, so the playlist that we're going to talk through is available as a playlist. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast. You can find that on Spotify. Also, just drop us a, a follow on Instagram. Uh, you can see any and all updates with regards to new guest announcements, new playlists, new episodes, and clips. I love a clip. Uh, lots of clips these days. This is a really fun episode. I had a great time chatting with Jane. Uh, I'll not say much more about it. I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now we'll get into episode 63 of Mixtape and Identity with Jane Watt. So, how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? Uh, all the time. I, yeah, it's that weird thing where sometimes I actually think of music as like a reflection of, as a performer, sometimes I sit there being like, oh, you know, what are you doing with your time? It's a silly thing to be doing. You should be saving the world. But then I think of every musician in the world who makes music that I consume. Yeah, most hours of the day, I think. Like just waking up, there's constantly music playing in the background when I go to bed, when I sleep. And that makes me feel more reassured. Being like, no, this is a this is a valuable thing to occupy your time with, creating things for other people is a really important thing so i think yeah yeah okay mm. well, it's good good to take comfort in that that the the arts are important yeah um, yeah, yeah 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 okay i think especially at the moment um i do a lot of i'm building a house <laughs> i'm building right. a very wildly off-brand experience but also kind of not whenever i say it to people they're not surprised um but i'm fixing up like an old river house on the Hawkesbury River, which is just north of Sydney, and it's like boat access only, and was very, very derelict. So, in between the comedy season this year and kind of last year, I've been going up there and working with this old man who's a builder, fixing up right. house. And yeah, it's been amazing. But so, in that sense as well, I feel like when you're doing things with your hands, you also have more time to to listen to music and. So yeah, it's just been kind of a constant thing that I have around me at all times. Right. Mm. And are you trying to find new music when you're listening to music or do you tend to go back to your old familiar? Well, I have this funny thing as well because the River House for so long didn't have electricity or internet. Um, right. I would only be able to rely on the songs that I had downloaded in my likes, 
my like okay, sure. in Spotify. So I have this yeah. constant rolling like playlist that sort of reflects where I was at each at each moment of like you can kind of scan back to it and be like, oh yes, that was March 2022. You know, that's what that was on high rotation yeah. then. Um right. and so I've it's definitely listening. I mean I do I try and you know radio and then I'll add songs in but then it's high rotation for those songs for periods of time because that was just what I had access to um and even in those playlists I can even now when I listen to them if I listen to those songs individually when it gets to the end of the song I can tell you what the next song (laughs) is which is deranged but (laughs) yeah you know I'll take it yeah absolutely yeah, I had a moment on the on uh, a plane not, uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I hadn't downloaded any of the music that I wanted to listen to, so mm-hmm. I, I had to go back to like my downloaded like songs that I hadn't looked at in years, oh. and I was not happy with the selection of songs. <laughs> um, it's just a lot of albums that I knew I wanted to listen to, but I was never going to. Uh, the worst thing was there were several. Uh, Louis C.K. albums. Oh, that, um, okay. Yeah, from you know back before. Uh, Louis C.K. music. No, no, he's like. Oh, his I was going to say it was just his comedy yeah. album. Okay. I'm yeah, like, it's just his stand up. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. Thing is Louis C.K. being like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't make it in the comedy world anymore. Yeah, so he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just <laughs> it's just releasing an R and B album. Uh, no, it's his uh, his stand up from yeah back in the day from you know before he was uh, outed as a sex pest. Yes. Uh, so that was very disconcerting to to go through that and and, and find that in there. Just a little no time, catch. just a time. Yeah, catch. yeah. Being yeah. like, oh, yeah. how much I sucked back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was a little little boy. Really loved Tarantino and Louis C.K. and yes, yeah. yes, what a hero. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah um it's growth we're calling it growth um so yeah all right we'll look we'll, we'll jump into the into the playlist and so song one is a song you fell in love with straight away yes. uh so you've gone for boys by charlie xcx <laughs> correct correct and i think that's mostly because i remember the first time i heard it i had fallen asleep on my own couch and i'd woken up the next day and I was on my couch and my sister came in and she was like, Oi, listen to this song. <laughs> and she played it. And I just remember being like, wait a second, I might have fallen asleep on my couch like a derelict, but I just woke up and heard this song that I'm now obsessed with. And then I just, I remember I went through this period on Instagram where I just was obsessed with Charlie XCX boys and I would make these little videos and it was before you could kind of cut videos and things like that. So it was all very ad hoc and you couldn't really add the music on top. So I would play it through my phone. And nice. it was just, it was just Charlie XCX boys. And it was always something where I was having a bad time. And then as the chorus would hit in, I would be having a good time for what it like, it's okay. Don't worry. And right. yeah. And it was just this whole period. And it got to a point where, I had friends who, whenever Charlie XX boys came over the radio, would send me videos of themselves listening to it or like dancing to it, dancing to the break. And yeah, it was just this whole era of Charlie XX boys that 
all just came about. I think it was also probably situational. Like if I hadn't been feeling like a gronk waking up being like, I fell asleep on my couch. What am I doing with myself? Um, sure. Is this song that's going to change your life? Um, <laughs> I don't know. And it, again, it's this funny thing that I have where I, when I was little, I was so much more committed to like musicians and artists and knowing their like discography and albums and things. And then I remember losing my laptop and lost all my music. And I think it kind of broke my heart. So I sort of never went right. back. And so now I kind of just will have like, there are artists that I know, but then I also vaguely will just like know a random song, like one song by Chromatics or one song by whoever. And yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that band. And they're like, oh, which songs do you like? And I'm like, that one song that I listened to, <laughs> one single song. So I didn't tell yeah. it. was a similar thing. I just had one dedicated obsession song and that's about it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you listened yeah. to much Charlie XX since? No, I haven't. That's what oh. I mean. It's just kind of like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. like I probably couldn't tell you many other charlie xcx songs it would just be like oh yeah boys you know that one right. that one song that i'm completely obsessed with <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough yeah um i mean i highly recommend like i'm, I'm a i'm a big like a big recent convert to charlie xcx my big recent convert since doing this show to like pop music in general mm -hmm. um and yeah she, she's great um yeah i mean boys is probably not my wouldn't be my like top of the list for me with charlie xcx there's something i i, I really like listening to the song but i don't know if i'm enjoying it if that yeah, makes sense right. that little the little like video game i don't know what that is that, that yeah, little that's trill. yeah 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 i i don't know if i like it but it is definitely scratching a particular part of my brain that like yeah. it's very yeah. satisfying it's very oh. like tiktok kind of thing where it's like yeah. yeah this isn't this probably isn't good for me but i'm, I'm here for it you yeah know totally I mean? your lizard brain there's something in your lizard brain that's being stimulated by yeah by charlie xcx trail yeah um do you have a favorite charlie xcx song oh god on the spot now uh my favorite charlie xx moment is definitely um uh from when she's performing i don't care uh, that's not, I don't care I love it ah. um, there's a great video of her performing that song in uh, Germany uh -huh. um, and she's getting very angry at the crowd <laughs> because <gasps> it's early in the day and uh, they don't know it and uh, she's like <laughs> she's she's like what the fuck at them constantly because uh, yeah they don't know it um, don't know it's great and is it is it because they're not like singing along to the song or they're just not yeah it's just like, like it's, oh, it's early in the day one. yeah they, they don't really the crowd don't really know it i think like uh the other thing that she maybe didn't get is like european crowds are quite conservative as well like so they wouldn't necessarily be like going for it um yeah. but uh yeah it's it it is great um i really like her album crash which is the the album she released last year um baby is uh, a song that was on a previous list mm -hmm. i would highly recommend that that's um that was uh redown suggested that song to me and i was obsessed with it for a long time 
but um but yeah i mean she is great i'm a big i'm a big fan big right, I, gotta, I gotta add it to that liked playlist i gotta add it to my yeah. life list <laughs> In, yeah but I, I i do the same thing now where because because my music listening is almost entirely dominated by doing this show mm-hmm. i will know lots of artists but only the song that is suggested to me yeah um and yeah i'll do the same thing where i like i love that song i love that artist but yep. we'll never check out their back catalog like i've had a couple of artists on just conversations i've had last week about um uh bleachers um is one of the bands i was talking about and i've had two songs on there that i absolutely loved but am i gonna check out their back catalog i don't like yeah. i want to yeah but i don't know if i'm ever gonna be in the right mindset to do it totally and it because it takes a while and you gotta really like commit to it i think i mm. also get overwhelmed by the quantity of artists in the entire world so therefore yeah. probably something to do with well these are the ones i know this is the my safe little likes list this is the you know yeah. this is familiar and yeah. it's like learning what you don't know stresses you out more so yeah so therefore, <laughs> it's like there's so much there's so la, la, la. much yeah totally Just, yeah, <laughs> so... you know wow um all right song two is a song that took you a while so your song is the the blank by schism yes so this one this is more just also in relationship to just dubstep in general right um and i just remember thinking that i had no idea what dubstep was like it was an abomination i can't remember how old i I think i was like 18 or so when i first right hearing dubstep and yeah it was that thing of being like what is happening (laughs) what is this this genre of music what is this abomination and I think that particular song like the schism song I just was thinking of the other day because I was like what is like a particular dubstep song that just was the kind of song because when I was also 18 it was the first time I started going to music festivals and things and I grew up in like country New South Wales, but I had th- I have three older sisters, and so it was the first time when I was you know hanging out with them in the city and going to music festivals. And sure. I think especially something like dubstep is definitely something that you know when you're 18 and you're being a grommet for the first time and you're hearing things that are melting your brain at you know four o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh my yeah. god, it's actually the best thing I've ever heard. Um, and so that was a that was a big thing for me of right. listening to like schism in the car with my sisters and just being so kind of affronted but then listening right. to it in a completely different context at sure. you know a party or a music festival and being like oh this makes sense you know this is this is the best and waiting I just remember sitting there trying to think of like what would be the song but that kind of like the build, the build, the build, the build, then the just disgusting fat, <laughs> fat drops yeah. that you'd be waiting for that was just going to, you just knew that your brain was going to melt when, you know, when that, when that dropped. And yeah. yeah. So for me, it was dubstep. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Do you have a relationship yeah. with or dubstep? No, not yet. Um <laughs> I was listening to this song. It was like when the the guy starts talking about this strange disfigured man watches him and like, what, what is it? What ex- what exactly is it about this song that Jane wouldn't connect with straight away? 
uh, I wonder. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's intense. I think I think with me and like dance music in general, uh, it's not typically my favorite. I don't think I would go for dubstep. Um, yeah. But I can I can definitely understand it in the context of like a festival or a party yeah. or something where everyone's on the same page and you're like you know it it's meant to fry your head in a good way yeah, totally. in that environment i can i can definitely see that what i've never understood and i don't think i will ever understand is that like there were people i went to school with and like there's a hairdresser around the corner from me and they will listen to very loud dubstep in the in the hairdressers oh, but oh. like they will still be just like having normal conversations drinking a cup of tea standing still while this is going on i'm like what what are you what are you getting from this now what what, yeah what what, yeah yeah that's for yeah no that's insane i think it's yeah very much context and very much a time and a place and that time and a place needs to be when you're about to fry your brain correct yeah Yeah. i i but i think that's the same with anything like anything too heavy like even metal or anything I've, I've never really gotten into metal but again I could imagine that I could but it all is depends on context like it's not going to be sure. not going to be something that I'm just going to listen to casually in a hairdresser when I'm cutting someone's hair which I'm very good at um yeah. but yeah I just feel like especially with dubstep of just like the like just I remember those kinds of things it's probably like the Charlie XCX trill of there was things happening like things hitting your tiny brain that make yeah that i don't know what it is tapping into part of the lizard brain as well (laughs) of yeah yeah of dance and i think as well i think it's also a particular type of dance like it's it's just yeah it's it was i just remember dancing to dubstep when i was like 18 and it was just it's just the best because it's also just filthy as well like it's just right. you know, i just find it yeah i just find it gross and i love it yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely very freeing when everyone's on the same page yeah well. totally. everyone's like like you can imagine like a lot of people just have their eyes closed no one's actually no one's yeah. looking at you yeah exactly no one cares. yeah everyone's Everyone. having a good time absolutely everyone's you know in their own body and yeah, yeah. i remember i remember I saw a prodigy when I was like 18. We got into the, we were the big day out, which is a, you know, New Year's festival in Sydney and on oh no, mm-hmm. it. Anyway, different time. Um, and we had to like break in across the barrier because they'd oversold and couldn't get in. And anyway, we made it in. Obviously, prodigy is not that set, but um, yeah, I remember at one point looking back at everyone and everyone was just backlit and just in their own world, just like right. <laughs> moving around and yeah i was like that's what this is for that's what this is for yeah, yeah so i love it hmm. all right perfect uh song three is a song from your introduction to music hmm. so you've gone for mercedes benz by janice joplin yeah um this song always reminds me of my mum all the time so this is um yeah i grew up i grew up in like country new south wales country australia and so we didn't have like and also my dad doesn't like music my dad doesn't like music I don't know what it is maybe it's like hypersensitivity or something like that but he I remember I was playing Jack Johnson once in the house and he said Janie can you turn down the bass 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, and I kind of thought he was joking. I kind of thought he was taking the piss. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. And oh, so man. I turned down, I turned it down a bit. And then like a few minutes later, he got really frustrated and was like, I said to turn it, I said turn down the bass, but like had to leave the room. I was like, oh, sorry, dad. I actually thought that was a joke, but all right. Um, and so our introduction to music was all through mom and she listened to, yeah, a lot of like Janis Joplin and the Beatles and all, like 70s rock and things like that. And and yeah, we, Mercedes Benz, I just remember her walking around and singing. She also doesn't have the most beautiful voice. So I think that, you know, when you're singing Janis Joplin, Mercedes Benz, you can give it your all and not have to... Sure have to worry too much and yeah it's just i just i just love this song and i love janice joplin yeah it's it's a, it's a lot of fun i am a massive fan of her laugh at the end of this yeah she just told the funniest joke <laughs> it's great it's yeah. so good yeah yeah and it's she starts she starts saying like i'm gonna sing a song of great like social import yeah and then start singing this and then yeah she finishes off with a laugh that's it and then a laugh you're like yeah beautiful yeah totally Just and i think a good time i think that also like because janice joplin i feel like for mom probably you see yourself a lot in someone like janice joplin like my mom was like a 70 you know 60 70s feminist and yeah. you know, was in the country and you know grew up in a very different time and her relationship to like what a woman could be and all of that kind of stuff was obviously very determined by the era that she grew up with and someone like you sure. look at like Janis Joplin and it's it's kind of amazing like what she mm. was who she was and what she represented and how she sounded and how she looked and was yeah so I think that I think that a lot of that love for her I think also just comes through yeah that appreciation for what she was for when she was there and um yeah yeah mercedes-benz also you know anti-catalyst it's very important (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely thinking about it's never enough it's never enough then i'll then i'll be enough once i get more money more tvs more car Mm. yeah Yeah, she she really had a finger on the pulse that janice she really had a finger on the pulse yeah absolutely uh all right song Four is a song that makes you happy. So yes. you've come for Take Me, I'm Yours by Mary Clark. Yes. So this is a sort of a, a disco song that I love. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, again, somehow. Oh, no, it's actually because. And again, I couldn't tell you any other Mary Clark songs. I just have one song that I am obsessed with. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's okay. just Mary Clark. Um, But my friends, I re- recently got when I say recently, the past few years, got reintroduced to disco um, right. because my friends um, in Sydney started out as disco DJs and they were called the Dollar Bin Darlings. And so they would DJ on vinyls that had to cost less than $1. And that's okay. how they started as their concept. And then obviously because they're deeply charming and performative and like high camp, amazing, it blew up. So now they obviously do more than just $1 records, but their whole thing sure. is you know disco and dance and disco and so it just you know really opened up my world to disco and my friend my wonderful friend johnny does like a disco uh like experience kind of thing where they take you through the history of disco and you listen to disco it's kind of like a fringe show where you experience Mm -hmm. 
disco together and you learn about it and and yeah I just loved it and this song particularly I just I just think it's it this song for me sounds like the kind of song that would play when you're running down the street in a movie to be like quick I gotta get to the airport and tell them that I love them kind of thing <laughs> that's, what yeah. this, that's what this song gives me yeah yeah. I also love an indulgent, like multi-minute, just instrumental breakdown in the middle, like right in the middle. Oh yeah, it's just like no lyrics. It's just all instrumental for so long. Like it's a how long is that song? It's something like seven, six minutes or something like that. Um, yeah. But I just, I just love it. I just, I just think it's and it's yeah, it's a song that I can play and I'll be like, oh, that's right. Everything's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I think yeah more than any other genre i think disco is definitely the one that i would love to know more about mm. so like a, a fringe show learned about it and a uh a, a disco evening like like a dj set entirely dedicated to it is dream for me yeah. like that is yeah. that's so much fun yeah i yeah i love listening to this song it's, it's so good it's yeah um, i didn't even realize it was seven minutes until you said it I'd like it just totally yeah it just yeah i just got got lost in it basically um yeah it's so good um i did have a i did have a a, a little game to play um oh, around oh. mary clark so you said you didn't um know any of her other songs but we can put that to the test uh top oh, no. five <laughs> top five mary clark songs on spotify uh, uh-huh. i'll give you number five is you got your hold on me so say how many of the other top four you can name of mary clark no chance no chance I don't even know where it would start. Again, this is a reflection of Jane being like, oh, that's that one song that I've ever we'll, listened to. We'll start with the one you know. Okay, Take Me, I'm Yours. Correct, and that's the game over. Uh, uh, songs one to four are all Take Me, I'm Yours <gasps> on Spotify. Are they covers and remixes? <laughs> no, well, one is, I think they're just from different albums that she's put out. They're just different releases. It's um, a very good song. It's a very good yeah, song. Yeah, so it's take me i'm yours take me i'm yours club version then take me i'm yours followed by take me i'm yours and then you got your hold on me so um made it through there you go yeah so you did pretty well there i also the thing that i like with disco being introduced to it is it is also camp and it 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 introduced me to also kind of there's one oh there's one it's called like everyone's everyone's gay in LA or everyone's a bit gay in LA or something like that and it's this whole song about like you know it's okay like in your sexuality like it goes on this whole little thing it's a fun society and it's just really cute and lovely and camp it's also a dance song but it's also kind of leading in with obviously values around you know sexuality and freedom of expression it's literally yeah. said, freedom of expression is living and like i think that that's what i kind of like about disco is it's kind of it's kind of like soft dosing you with sort of yeah. uh, expression and high camp and um yeah it also this little funny doorway into because like 70s 80s is that was disco were there any pre yeah oh, this is why we need this is why we need my friend's ted talk i mean my <laughs> because yeah, yeah again i think in the same sense of like why i love janice joplin of like that look of freedom of expression and you know like adults allowing to be children <laughs> on a dance yeah. and that being okay yeah absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 always a genre i'm i'm just like instantly on board with 
yeah. there was one disco song at Eurovision this year. I don't know if you watched it. No uh, but um, Belgium's entry was a right. was a disco song, and like, and I mean this as a compliment. It sounded like any other disco song. It sounded like it was like a song that I heard. And it was like I could have heard this song a hundred times, and I yeah. will still listen to it a hundred more. Like I love yeah. this, but it was like like only the second time I'd heard it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the and best. Also, it's so sampleable as well. Like that's the other thing that I mm. find is listening to original disco songs and being like, "Holy shit, that's the like Beyonce, you know, tag." Oh yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so much of that of like modern pop where you see coming from these like groovy disco riffs and things that they're that they're um, you know sampling, which I'm always like, "But that's not fair." Where that go? you know, but obviously that's how, that's how music works. Um, yeah, that's another thing that I love. And I think because it is like, it's like cheeky, but it's also danceable. And yeah, there's, yeah, yeah I just, I'm really into it. Love disco. Yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, all right. Song five is a song that makes you sad. Yes. So you have gone for To Build a Home mm. by Cinematic Orchestra and Patrick Watson. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, that one is just, I think it's just a very beautiful song. It's an extremely beautiful yeah. song. And I think when I say it makes me sad, it makes me kind of happy sad. But I also, you know how you do that thing with songs when you listen to things that are reflecting what you're going to through a lot of the time as well. So I think that sure. this, with Patrick Watson, um, To Build a Home, was probably also me being highly indulgent, sort of mid-20s. Being like, I'm sad. Quick, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a scene from the movie, um, right. and, and just, I just think it's a very beautiful song. Again, I, it's a song that I need to actually read the lyrics of because I know most of the words, but I also have never really thought if it is a song about loss, if it's because it's all talking mm. about this, like building a home. There is a house, you know, and and they plant a tree. I think and. But I I couldn't actually tell you what the song is about. Do you have um, any idea? No. 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 Because uh, no. I got a little, I got very distracted. Oh, no. Uh, with this song because, uh, so I, I, I recognized it when I started listening to it. Mm. And I was like, ah, this is going to, this is going to cause me some problems. Um very emotional i think happy sad that you said there i think that's a really good description because i don't know if this song necessarily makes me feel sad but it does make me cry Um, yes exactly i I think that's the thing yeah Yeah. so i think that Um, is confusing also this was this was a song that when i was shooting a film a few years back i would like if I had to cry, they'd be like, you know, grief scenes or whatever. I'm like, okay, yeah. give me a sec. <laughs> just give me a sec. <laughs> and then just yeah. go. And I would just have my little iPod on standby. And, you know, even even if, you know, people were setting up for shots or whatever to try and sort of level yourself and bring yourself into the world, I would just, that was one of the songs. There was also another co- song called, I think it's called The Big Ship. Um, and again, they're, they're those very like highly emotive, happy, sad typically songs that just bring up because I think a lot for me what makes me sad is like also love maybe like whenever I was having to get sad I would be like oh imagine you know losing a person that you love or losing a mom or you know and 
listening to music at the same time just allows me to kind of sit in that. Um, yeah. So this was very much the, one of the two songs that I would always, and then I think it, again, that lizard brain link, like it, it sort of creates that link directly of like, then when you hear the song, it's like, okay, great. You know, I'm good to go. What is it? Like the yeah. dog bell and, um, yeah. you know, so yeah, sure. this kind of link in of, you know, the physiological response of being able to feel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, it's just, yeah, it's a very beautiful emotional song. Yeah, definitely. I've, um, I can't remember who it was that talked about this before, but it's quite a useful thing to have because I think this is like, so this is something that makes me feel very emotional, um, mm. and could put me in a very like sad mindset, but wouldn't necessarily drag me into the, the sadness, mm. um, whereas a lot of songs do. So I think this would be very useful for like, having a good cry but not necessarily like depressing myself for the rest of the day like something <laughs> yeah, to get it totally. out of my system totally. um but yeah it's a uh, because i recognize the song and I, I looked it up and i uh, it's been used in so many tv shows so it was it, yeah. it's in it's been in one tree hill gray's anatomy suits friday night lights orange is the new black this is us Shit's creek um loads yeah. uh but I was looking up. I was like, "It's not. It's not that." And I, fi- I figured it out um, when I, I, after some googling. But it was, it was in a Guinness advert <gasps> in 2013. Get out. <laughs> yeah, and this was like, this was like, I think I feel like I don't know what it's like in Australia, but in in, in the UK and uh, Ireland, like, it feels like every single advert now is trying to make you feel something emotional. Oh and yeah. It feels very like conceited and contrived and cynical um, yeah but this was i think because they were one of the first to do it that i was like this is this is good actually yeah. um but uh i'll 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 link it in the description I'll, I'll i'll send it to you as well but it's um uh i'll describe it briefly it's a group of mates playing wheelchair basketball uh-huh. and it's uh shot and it's in black and white which is obviously the saddest instagram filter um but they are uh they're, they're playing wheelchair basketball um so it's just lo- loads of shots of that and like the game is is brutal and they're having a good time they're laughing all the rest of it and at the end one of them says all right same time next week buddy and all of the men bar one get up out of their wheelchairs and walk out and then the next shot is them like sat around a bar with their mate who's in a wheelchair and it's obviously it's like a thing they've organized to do together for their friend who's in the wheelchair and who i I don't i think because it's like it's yeah and again it's like does that make me feel sad no but it does make me very emotional and i think part of it is like it's also like i think from a from a man's perspective like that's a very it, that's a very manly thing to do in the sense that it's a very emotional very nice thing to do without actually having to communicate which, yeah, is, totally, um, totally, which is the totally. sweet spot yeah. um but god that makes me feel all the things yeah so so yeah my journey with the song was like recognizing it finding it from the advert and then thinking well jane's probably not picked this song because of a guinness advert so now i need to try and like <laughs> disconnect those dots and uh try to just listen to it for what it is um but yeah it's a oh it's it's a it's a gorgeous song and i think yeah i think happy sad is exactly it It just it it 
it, it yeah it I'm it allows sorry. me to feel like all the feelings yeah and then once it's done then it, it you know you can sort of just walk away from that which is very useful yeah totally and i think that's also because as i said i don't know what it's about i don't i couldn't yeah. like listen to it so many times but it's just yeah. weaving in these like ideas of like loss and grief and love and like hope and the you know it's just it's just tapping yeah. into anything that's going to absolutely destroy me yes but without yeah, being specific 100%. enough for me to be like hey remember that sad song that about that you know person who lost their baby whatever you know it's like, yeah, yeah it's just like it's just yeah it just takes you on this yeah. whole emotional journey and then it's like okay off you go bye yeah i just i can't believe that was on a guinness ad and that that was your connection to it though that's so good it's so oh, good man. yeah the, the, yeah the advert the advert is beautiful um yeah anyway i, I cannot <laughs> think about it yet i can't think about it we need to move on so <laughs> Six is a song to relax to. So yours is Barcelona by Alex yes. Cosabolis. Yes. So now this, this is, again, this is purely because, you know, again, it's this thing when you answer questions about songs, you're like, well, I could choose 15 songs, obviously. But yep. uh, right now, that song specifically, it's just piano. It's gentle. It's gentle, yep. little drifty, gorgeous piano. Um is again that's my like lizard brain of it's time to relax now it's time to sleep it's time to make yourself a cup of tea any of that kind of stuff is yeah. playing that song and i have now just got that song as a radio so i'll have that song and then the radio that will just give me other very lovely gentle piano songs and yeah. i think it's just it's just very specific to my to my right now i think because i right I've been doing, you know, so much running about, like doing the, you know, comedy festival at the start of the year and then also fanging it up this river, which is boat access only. And like my boat broke down in the middle of the river the other day. You know what I mean? While I was supposed to be going, while I was supposed to be going to see my friend in Dancing with the Stars, you know, shit like that. I made the show. I made the show, obviously, because I'm a maniac. But it took me, you know, I was floating on a river for an hour and a half. Just being like, your yeah. life is a joke. What are you doing? Stay in one place. <laughs> Stay in one place. Stop like, you know, fanging up and down and like wielding jackhammers and building decks or whatever. Like <laughs> adults also slow down. And so I think that, you know, for this song right now has a very specific use as well. Of It's, right. it's genuinely just my use of this song of like, all right, it's time. I'm going to have a nap or I'm going to have a sleep or I'm going to wind yeah. down. I will play this song and that will be my first one. And then I'll be like, okay, no matter what happens after this one in the little radio, that's okay. But so long as yeah. I, I just always start with that one song, cause it just will immediately. Yeah. It's that, it's that response thing of I've just trained my brain that that's, this is the song that will now, you know, indicate that it's time to slow down. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Really good to have that. Um, it's a, it's a gorgeous song. I really, really like this. Um, what what I really liked about this, and, and um, uh, I've not heard many songs where I, I noticed this, but um, they've recorded it in such a, they've obviously recorded like right beside the piano, mm. so you can hear the keys, mm. not the actual piano sound, but you can hear the like 
the physical key hitting the wood of the piano like mm. a sort of tappy kind of thing yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that well, I've um, never noticed that but yeah I will definitely now but it's uh <laughs> sorry if that ruins it for you no but, no um... I, well I guess I'm gonna put that song in the bin now okay <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to sleep again um, but but I really like that because um well first of all it feels very authentic it feels like you're um uh like you're in the room which is quite nice mm. but I think the the fact that it's sort of it's got this kind of like it's like very soft percussion which is almost like rain on a window which <laughs> is very relaxing yeah um so yeah the the whole thing just it yeah it it comes together and I can yeah I, when I was listening to this I was like straight away I was like yeah I get it I get it, it. <laughs> song six song to relax to incredibly yeah. relaxing yeah good because good also, choice because also well thank you okay tick you know. <laughs> <laughs> um no because I was up there with my friend Ange Lavoie-Pierre she does comedy with me she's my comedy partner and I was playing this song and then it would go on to other little piano music and she'd be like ugh can we stop listening to these like movie soundtrack songs? It's <laughs> like Jane thinks she's in her own. I was like, excuse me, Angela. These are beautiful songs. I will not. <laughs> I will not have you speak against them. But then I was like, all right, what are you gonna put on? And then she, you know, put something on a little bit more groovy, I guess. So yeah, I think I do like my relationship to music. I think because there are people who know, you know, it's a thing for people to know music and be into music and therefore right. because I feel like an imposter where it's like, yeah. oh, I listen to lots of music but I'm not versed enough in it that yeah. there there feels like, you know, I'm, I'm more I'm, I'm more shy about sharing what I do listen to and I'll always be the one to defer to be like, oh, no, you choose in the radio on the car. Like you, you know, you put songs on you because I think I can... I don't feel like I have enough to like back up my own choices because I'm just right. responding to what makes me feel nice as opposed to being yeah. like, oh, did you know that this song was written in 1983? <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, yeah. But anyway, so I'm glad to hear that you like this song because I also yeah. like it. Angela and Pierre, yeah. kiss right off. Yeah, I feel what you're saying there as well. I, I, I very much feel like big time imposter syndrome when I'm talking about music. Uh, mm-hmm. quite a lot of the time and the great thing about doing this show like doing like nearly like over 60 episodes at this point mm-hmm. is that um when i put it on any song that's been on the show i can be like oh this isn't i get like just yeah. automatically defect if something oh this isn't my song this is like yeah, yeah, yeah. like this, this is, is someone like, else's another australian song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, what a loser oh huh? you like it oh yeah me too yeah me too <laughs> yeah like i picked the song it was yeah me. okay okay perfect yeah yeah absolutely um, all right, song seven is a song from your preteen years, so yes. you've come for all coming back to me now. Yes. Dion. yes, I have. Um, this is because this was the first ever video clip that I ever saw. I remember as well. Okay. I remember, like, we had TV hits. Was that what it was called? Um, anyway, this is going to be boring for anyone. Me sitting there being like, <laughs> no, I have to specifically find out. what the-. We had, like, Rage, and then we had video hits I think it was um and I was very little and I just remember hearing this song and watching the 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 video clip for it 
and thinking it was the saddest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life, in my tiny, right. in my tiny baby life, and that it was the most beautiful, beautiful song I'd ever heard in my entire life. And right. I don't know, if you know, I don't know if you know the 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 video clip, but you know, she's there's an elaborate. It's 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 in that era of like storytelling in those music videos where they have an elaborate setup and then you know like Britney Spears where it's like a scene happens at the start and then it's like and now we're going to learn about the song comes out of this scene um yeah. and is that her she has a, I think she has a fight with her boyfriend and then he's on a motorbike and then he crashes in the rain and the motorbike explodes and it's very oh, emotional shit. And yeah, and then she's walking around her house in this long flowing white dress and there's, you know, it's big like gothic kind of house and there's drapes flying everywhere and wind and she's just roaming around sad and running through the the hallways and he's there and has his like ghost figure. And for my baby brain, I was like, wow, that is love. This is what real sadness sadness feels like, I guess. Um, I also think it's a... And mate, it's a cracker of a song. It's also yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. It's also one of those songs where, with my sisters, I will put this on, and you will have four women screlting in a very short <laughs> period of time, just you know, sobbing and belting. It's a very good ballad. I just think it's a yeah, good yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Um, oh, it's beautiful. It's it yeah, it's a great song. Um, I've. I've never really like spent a lot of time watching music videos um, mm-hmm. or film clips as you call them in Australia, which mm-hmm. anyway, um, we're not going into <laughs> cultural divide. Um, but yeah. uh, I will I... fight about it. We'll fight about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Music video, music yeah. video, film yeah. clip. Well, it's not a clip from a film. It's yeah, a, it it's... is. Because as I was saying it, I was like the film clip for it. And then I was like, wait, is it called that or is it called something else? And as it, it is was- called a film clip. I've, I, like, this is the first time I've challenged, like I've, I've had maybe 30 to 40 Australian <laughs> guests. It's the first time that I've, I've finally snapped and be like, why, yeah, why, yeah, sure. why yeah, is it a film clip? Yeah, I'm glad that I'm bearing the brunt of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually have no idea, but it has always been. Maybe yeah. video, what's it called? What's, what do you call it? Music video. Music video. Film clip. I, maybe because they were more cinematic because they were like when we were all doing them in the 90s or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't at me. Let's Google it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've, 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 I've never been like a, a big watcher of music videos. Um, and it, by the way, that drives my wife insane. Like any, t- she, it's her main like uh, cultural reference mm-hmm. point is really? it music videos and then every time she talks to them she's like why am I asking you you don't watch them but um, I'm I'm sure I've seen like when you said have I seen the, the, the film clip um, I was picturing her in like white like flowing gown big house yeah. like, I remember that but yeah. I had no idea about the yeah the, the, the motorbike accident at the start wow. yeah yeah so that's the whole thing that I remember and because he slides oh, like it's raining and Again, this someone might be listening to this being like, that's absolutely not what happened. You've invented this. <laughs> um, but yeah, motorbike slides. And it's one of those big like Hollywood explosions. Like it explodes because it crashes right. into the wall. Um, yeah. And then it's her roaming around this house. And I'm the same. I'm terrible. I don't watch a lot of um, film clips. 
Um, so I also feel like an imposter because when anyone will, will always be like, oh, have you seen, you know, Kylie Minogue's, you know, whatever. Um, because sure. there was, I feel like, and today, I guess people still put in a heap of effort. I just feel like that maybe it's because that's felt more essential in the nineties to have film Definitely. clips because that's how we were accessing them. Like, you know, playing songs and releasing songs on TV and, you know, yeah. you much access and the internet and things so it was a big deal and you were consuming it in a you know in front of a tv in a lineup like we were just engaging with them differently um yeah so i think sure. that i could you know i would know and also it was a thing that you did like saturday morning you would get up and you know watch rage or watch video hits and and see you know these songs being released and oh look at that and and you know backstreet boys of like the big dance scenes and things and they were just yeah. so yeah I feel like I could not tell you the video clip of anyone past sort of like 2002. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. you know what? I'm proud yeah, of that. Fair. I'm proud of that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's brave. Brave of you to yeah. say that. Yeah, actually, brave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think it was the, it was it's just that that time, isn't it? Is like that's that was like one of the main methods of consumption and one of the main ways to get their songs out there. So you kind of have to put a little bit more effort in. And now it's like, what TikTok trend is going to go with? Yeah, yeah totally. Your song, totally. Yeah. Is your song? Which... Can your song be snipped into fifteen-second clips? <laughs> Does it have yeah. a drop? Does it have a switch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can someone do a, a, a jazzy little dance number? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can someone be ironic yeah. to this? <laughs> be very useful. Uh... I've never felt more old than when I just said jazzy little dance number describing TikTok trends. <laughs> dear lord um all right song eight is a cover yes um, so you went for what about me yes no. had you ever had you ever heard this song before what about me by shannon Noll? i not this cover but i heard the song you had heard the song before because who's yeah. the original by john farnham who is it again oh i need to google that that's a sacrilege movie, something movie what about me? Song. Sorry, this is anti Moving pictures. Yeah. Is it? Moving anyway. pictures. Yeah. Um, uh, so this song is, again, not my favorite cover of all time, but it is, it stands out to me as a very significant one because if you look up Shannon Noll and you look at like the What About Me video clip and whatever, Shannon Noll came second in the first ever season of Australian Idol that we had nice. I think it was like 2002 or 2003 and he was from my hometown in Condobo. Oh, okay. Wales. So wow. it was a okay. huge deal. It was a huge deal. And because when I say my hometown, so we are like six hours west of Sydney. It's 3,000 okay. people. The next town is Parks, which is like, you know, 7,000 people. And then, and that's an hour away. And then, you know, so it's it's very remote as well. And if you look right. up the video clip, you'll get a full full insight, like with like farming community, wheat fields. Um, and so our whole town absolutely lost their mind. And right. they, they like broadcast the grand final in the showgrounds as well. And like all okay. the cameras rolled in. And that video clip is actually shot in my hometown with a bunch of like the local kids. That was his whole narrative. Um, the little corner store that is in the video clip 
is directly across the road from my mum's vet surgery or when my mum was there. And I used to go across that corner okay. store and hang out with Jeffrey. And there's still a sign outside that says um, the corner store from the famous Shannon Knoll video clip. Like, it, it, <laughs> it's, wow, like okay. down, they had Shannon written everywhere. They had, they were going to call the, I'm, th- this might be urban myth, but they were going to call the town Shannonville for a day if he won. <laughs> like, wow. Was, okay. Yeah. And when he didn't, when we were in the showgrounds, he didn't win. And everyone, like people started throwing beer cans at the screen and yelling, bullshit, bullshit. Like it was, oh <laughs> and the reporter's like, turn off the cameras. Oh, the locals have gone savage. Like, <laughs> It was so wild. And like, yeah, it was wow. just such a big deal. And so even now, whenever I say I'm from Condobolin, people are like, oh, Condo, why do we know that? Oh, and I'll be like, Shannon Knoll. It's Shannon Knoll. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was, yeah. So wow. that that cover was the big song that like rocketed him through Australian Idol and he sang it at the grand final. And it was like right, the anthem, okay, okay. anthem for, you know, a year or so. And again, wow. it's another big ballady song and everyone knows it. And it's such a, like a, oh, stick it to the man, small town. Like, oh, what about me? I'm just a little lady working at the corner store and I could be so much more like, where's my chance? And, and, it, you know, so it, it really struck a chord with, <laughs> with Australia in that time. Um, wow. And it's- <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ah, so cool. Yeah. What had you? What did you think when you saw it on there? Were you like, "This is this is this is obscure"? No, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, I don't go into these with any kind of like, any kind of judgment. Uh, and I honestly, like, I just sort of when I make the playlist, I literally just like it's, like it's like when you send them through, yeah, I literally just like find the song, add it to add it on Spotify. So I don't pay an awful lot of attention to yeah. like how many listens it has or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't actually know if songs are obscure because I don't know enough about music, uh, as we've established. Um, hey, yeah, you're imposter. Oh, that's all right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so so yeah, I, I, I didn't know, but um, seventeen million views. Listen, seventeen. Seventeen point six point seven. Okay. Just what about me? That song. Okay. And his next wow. downs are like is like nine million or four million. Um, right so, okay so okay so not obscure um, not <laughs> yeah yeah all right fair enough yeah i mean and- it, it makes sense it's it's got a very um polished uh i felt it had a, like a, for especially for a cover um, yeah because i think a lot of like a lot of australians go for like like a version stuff um mm-hmm. so especially for for a cover it's got a very a very polished Early two thousands American yeah. Idol makes a lot of sense to me because uh, like in the UK it was um, uh, Will Young and Gareth Gates. Oh. Uh, they were the first season of of Pop Idol as we called it here, and um, yeah, a similar kind of thing like decent male vocalist and like a very nice like nice polished pop ballady kind of song. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, was- to my to, to my eternal shame, Will Young's Evergreen was the first single that I ever bought on uh, on CD. And I like when people ask that question, I'm like, I I really wish I had a cooler answer. But no, uh, I love that. I love daggy kid music. When you're like, yeah, my CD was Aqua or whatever. I'm like, go on. Um, yeah. No, but also the thing about 
that particular Australian Idol, I think it really said like there was a real country city divide because it was Guy Sebastian as well. And Guy Sebastian, you know, was like from the city. And also it was when we used the term, do you remember that term metrosexual in the 90s that people used to call each other? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he would wear like a V-neck shirt, which is insane when you think about it. Like it's insane. That is so funny. Metrosexual. Yeah, it's a real deep cut to yeah, it's a real deep cut. Oh my god, um, I forgot. So that. it was that kind of thing of like Guy Sebastian was like this modern man, and Shannon Noll was this like country boy and and yeah, it was it was such a funny and it's still to this day there's this running kind of joke with Shannon Noll of like um you know, hey Shan, like there's all he really engages with it as well. Sorry, I'm not explaining myself, but like on Instagram, there's this format that people do of being like Oh hey Shannon, um, how you going, Cobba? Um, Pia, do you mind returning my lawnmower? Anyway, <laughs> it's just this weird thing that people do. He's also on an Uber Eats ad, I think, at the moment, where it's like, oh, you can get anything, blah 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 blah. Like you can't get anything, and he, you know, going back to the time when he didn't win Australian Idol, so it's still part of this right, sure. Australian kind of myth is of the Shannon Noel, you know? Yeah, man of the people. Now, people. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's Shannon. Noll. Amazing, amazing, so great. I am uh, out of my mind about remembering the term metrosexual. I, like, yeah, it's so harrowing. Funny that was a thing. Don't oh go there. Don't go there. Just, just oh, a man. Who just a man. Discovered I know. grooming. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I know. It's insane. Right. <laughs> All right, song. Uh, song nine is a song you would sing at karaoke. So you have opted for special two by Missy yes. Higgins. So this was this was a hard one because typically I would think Total Eclipse on Heart, but I just don't think I could do it. <laughs> okay, all right. But also, but Missy Higgins, I felt like also needed to be on my list, and I feel like it probably would be more of a go-to. Um, Missy Higgins is another like Australian Australiana artist. I don't know if you've encountered Missy Higgins in your previous interviews. Uh, I have had Sam Peterson on the show before. Um, uh-huh. and he okay. is obsessed. Yes, so, understand. So yeah. Good. Um, Australia yeah. is Adele. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she was yeah again kind of two thousand three ish, two thousand four when I fell in love with Missy Higgins. She came out with the first album, Scar. Um, Scar, and it, Special Two and Scar are like the two. Um, very famous ones from that album and the kind of most known Missy Higgins songs. And I, it's just like, you know, big and ballady. And I feel like for me, if I was ever going to do karaoke, I'd also want something that people want to sing along to as well, because I'm sure. too nervous. The idea of also karaoke fills me with terror, even though I've done musical, <laughs> it's just like, there's something about it where it's allowed to be bad, but you also don't, you know, it's just, it yeah. frightens it's terrifying to me oh my god I yeah. actually did karaoke once before and I chose Shannon Knowles What About Me and oh, they yes. did not have they did not have the backing track so in the end I just had to sing over the top of Shannon Knoll also singing like it was the worst experience. oh god right okay um, but Missy Higgins sorry special to <laughs> I think I was tossing up with Scar, but I think special too because it has more of this like ballad and people just like love singing along. It's got more of a more of a, a chorus that you can kind of get behind, and it really sure. like, 
it's this certain like you're a teenager in the the like 2000s and you have just like you know discovering the feelings of love and and yeah yeah also i recently you ask anyone and they will say special two is a love song because it's about uh-huh. like one person betrays another person um and they are sad about that fact and i found out it was about sisterhood it's about hurting her sister it's not queer because that's the other thing missy higgins kind of got taken on as this like queer icon because right. she had hair and there was this thing about like maybe she was also seeing seeing women at times and also she had special too where she was specifically talking about a woman and mm-hmm. And it sounds like a love song. And then I found out I was chatting to my friend, and my friend was like, "No, give give the quiz that song. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't don't take it away from us." And um, yeah, I found out that it was probably about a sister. But anyway, we're all gonna pretend that right. it's, it's a love song. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's it's ballady, and people can get around it. That's why I'd sing. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. I think there's a there's a particular vibe for karaoke that I would like i would only feel comfortable if it's one you know one of those booths where it's just you and your mates yes i think it's a lot bigger in australia than it is over here Mm -hmm. um or two like a very energetic atmosphere like my my wife was a um a like a drag queen run karaoke in the evening yeah where like the music was so loud everyone's just screaming every song Yes. Um, so it doesn't really matter who's on stage and who's doing what like there are certain songs where like the performer will like take the spotlight a little bit but like honestly it, it could be anything up there and people are just like drunk or high enough to just right. like have yeah. a blast regardless so I think that it needs to be that yeah for, for me um but yeah like I think having a song where people will sing along with you is 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 a it's good a- one and this I think that I will fight for you that like yeah. you get a nice little run up yeah. to the big note mm-hmm. and then you can take it a little bit easier for the rest of the course, which is great. Yeah. Um, I think, so I think that's a good strategic choice. Yeah. It was um, also that song, I think because she was, Miss Higgins was kind of like the first introduction to like female pop, like folk. Oh, I don't know what you'd call it. Anyway, I'm terrible with genres, but also she sang in an Australian accent. Like she was one of the first, you know, yeah. And that was a big deal as well. And also part of the mockery of Missy Higgins of like this, I will fight for you, you know, this kind of like, so whatever people get into it, they also love, you know, she left yeah. a car at a bar of soap, you know, this kind of yeah. thing that they love doing. And I, I think that that's also why I, why I fell in love with her. And also, you know, being from country Australia, I think I feel like even though she, I don't know where she kind of grew up, but it is that thing of, everyone gets to lean into Australiana and yeah I don't yeah, know absolutely <laughs> um just when you're saying about uh this isn't strictly karaoke but uh it's not far from it actually um do you remember S Club 7 yes yeah uh so I went to see S Club when I was at university so this must have been early you 90s. went to see S Club 7 you went to see S Club mm-hmm. Seven when you were at uni, when you were in yes. university. Yes. Yes. So uh, um, no, not early naughty. So like early twenty tens. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
Yeah. So maybe 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 nine, maybe ten. It doesn't matter. I went to CES Club when they were uh, they were performing at universities, mm-hmm. um, very small small venues, yeah. uh, doing the whole nostalgia thing. Um, yeah. But there were only three of them on tour, yeah. which first of all beautiful for a band that has the number of pe- members in the the name of the band. <laughs> they only have three members touring. <laughs> beautiful. Um, it was also well, that's not even half. Like that's a tragic number. No, like exactly. three is is a sad number to be turning out from seven like three from four you're okay with three from seven yeah. is is disappointing Jada gets worse um so it was uh it was five pounds which is uh about 10 bucks um which again not good uh we arrived uh there's a sign on the door that said that uh paul couldn't make it so we're down to two and they did not think to organize a good way of performing their songs so mm-hmm. instead of what you would think which is like you know for a a, a, a gig like that you think maybe like put a medley together yeah. with a backing track yeah. um and they could sing along no what they did was honestly I'm, I'm not making this up it was not far from just putting their cd on and playing the full intro uh and then it was Bradley and I think Joe obsessed you know the two uh oh yeah absolutely um Bradley I think it was Bradley and Joe they just sang over the top of like old recordings of S Club 7 and then at a certain point in the song someone just like hit skip and moved on to the next song so there was no like transition no like changing from one song to the other it's literally just like that song is over we're on to the next song and the the really beautiful thing about it is that that was when they did um s club ain't no party like an s club party yeah. where there's a bit where all of the members talk about themselves <laughs> and introduce themselves there's two of them on stage doing their own bits and also introducing everyone else who's not there <laughs> yeah i would sing the other people be like and i'm this person and i'm oh yeah my God, that's so good yeah so good amazing how yeah, people? one of the best how shows I've ever seen. Oh my god, that's iconic! How long was the gig? Like, how, how long did they have to go through this ordeal? Felt long. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, if it was half an hour, maybe it wasn't. It wasn't very long because they didn't they didn't really fully perform any of the song until they got to Reach, um, which everyone went wild for. Uh, what was Reach for again? <laughs> Reach for the stars. Oh yeah, yes. and reach yes. the start. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, I still remember the way they introduced that song because they were like, "Oh, we got one more song. Maybe do one that starts with an R." And it's oh. like the most like awkward way of introducing the song, but everyone loved it because everyone was drunk and everyone was there to hear them sing "Reach." But like, oh, maybe one that that finishes with an H. Like, what? What are you doing? How? How dare you introduce "Reach" by the I- letters? Yeah, exactly. Of the, like of the name of the song. or something, whatever this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. God. Disgusting. Oh, um, how dare they? But yeah, to to this that's, to this day, one of my favorite shows. That's that is that would be one of my favorite shows. I think like that is. Yeah. And also, it's such a university tour experience of just like bands being yeah. like, "All right, we're playing for in the university hall. Like, off we go." Yeah. So. Yeah. But also, yeah. I imagine that some of those gigs would be the best gigs because everyone is so 
drunk and just up for it. Like they don't care. They have no, yeah. they're not being discerning in any capacity. They are just there to have the best time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was a blast. Um, but yeah, one of the most tragic things I've seen, which yeah, yeah for me was the dream combo. Yeah, at a good time, and I can make fun of it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Tick, tick. Yeah. Um. All right. Song ten is a song around you of a specific place. So yes. yours is "Out of My Mind" by James Blunt. Oh my god, this fucking song. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. This was funny because. I mean, so many songs remind me of places as well, but this was a very specific experience where I was on exchange in France when I was like 15. I spent six months in France. You know, country New South Wales, I just thought it was a good idea. I think my parents were going through a drought at the moment at the time and were like, oh, anything to make the kitties happy or whatever. And so I organized, I went on exchange in France. I could speak like I'd done two years of high school French and could say, hello, my name is Jane. I am 15. I like sport. Like I was drowning. And yeah. I had this beautiful host family though. And I had a little host sister who, who was, I think she was maybe 13 or something and a little host brother who was 10. And I was setting up my room and the only CDs, like I had a few mixed CDs that I'd burnt but the only right. CD that my sister, my host sister had that I recognized, that I knew of was James Blunt. <laughs> okay. It was devastating. And also, <laughs> <laughs> which is the worst, but also such a bad combination for a deeply homesick 15-year-old <laughs> to be listening to James Blunt while, like, hanging pictures of my family on the wall and be listening to these songs. And I just remember just sobbing and sobbing listening to James Blunt. And so whenever I hear James Blunt, like I actually need to remember what that James Blunt specific one sound like. Cause I listened through them the other day being like, oh, what's the one that gives me fully I'm in that room. And it was that yeah. online song. Um, but it's, yeah, it just, it stands out so specifically as James Blunt, high rotation, saddest 15-year-old. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> song. Also, James Blunt. What? What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, oh, man. Anyway. I, th- I, think, I think James Blunt has uh, benefited from, from time passing in terms of how people perceive him because I think oh, he was really? definitely a... Yeah, I think it was definitely a lot more of a. It was the the butt end of a lot of jokes. I think uh, back in the day, I think one of the things is just his, his personality. Like he's very funny on Twitter. Like he's done like a lot of panel shows in the UK, and he's just like, yeah, he's just he's just a a, a funny, nice bloke. So that makes it very difficult. Yeah, it makes it a lot more difficult to hate on him. Um, uh, it would. He's, he's just like, yeah. Um, I That's- mean, yeah. Still not for me, but um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I also find it so weird. I was listening back to like, um, "You're Beautiful" that song, and yeah. listening to the lyrics, and I was like, "Oh, that's just a man who's high in a train station, just like smiling at a woman and thinking that they're having a profound connection." Yeah. And yeah. she's probably just like, "You're cooked, mate." It's yeah. like he's like, "Oh wow, it all happened. It all happened." She's like, "No." You're you gotta go. She's just being nice. 
Yeah. Uh, oh dear. 100%. Um, oh, that's so funny. I don't know. I don't know why that makes me laugh so much more. The fact that you're 15 in that yeah. story. Because um, I've I've had like moments where like I and actually I was in France um, when I was uh, 20, 21, 22 and uh, I was trying to get work on super yachts. Oh my god, thing. obsessed. Yeah, and uh, I hated it and was very homesick and uh, listened to uh, Snow Patrol, Lost Snow Patrol. Yes! Oh my God. And uh, yeah, and I, yeah, just I felt thoroughly depressed. Um, yeah. But there's just something, that, I don't know why it is, the, the fact that you're 15, that story just makes it funnier. I think it's the fact that it's James Blunt as well. It's just like, yeah. it's just a very funny artist. And I- yeah, it is a very bizarre, strange combination. And I think yeah. it's all that it was unintended. Like it wasn't, I'd gone oh, yeah. with James Bond. It was just because I needed something that I recognized to listen right. And it was the only CD that my little host sister had. And it happened to be James Bond. And it happened to be deeply depressing <laughs> and a terrible combination. Oh, man. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, song eleven is a song that reminds you of a specific person. So you've gone for "Small Town Girl" by Bakker. Yeah, I have. Had you known this song before? No. No, I had another song by Bakker on the show before. Um, mm. It was Helen Back. I think was the song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great song. Um, um, which yeah, I really liked. But no, I hadn't. I hadn't had this one before. Yeah, so this song, this is one of those like, uh oh, sad breakup. Um, this song will always remind me of my ex. I, my ex okay. and I broke up at the end of last year. We'd been together for eight years. Um, and yeah, engaged, engaged for two. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, but this was always a, this was a song that it was called Small Town Girl, and it's like a funky little like, Small town girl loving the world to you. Like, it's just a very cruisy little sweet song. And yeah, he was never a singer either. And so I think that's why it works very well for him is that he could sing along to this song and uh, right. feel like a cool cat. And yeah, it was very specific to me because I was obviously the small town girl. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Yes, it was. It's and it's also an extremely funky song, and I've listened to it a lot for a number of years, and it will never not remind me of my ex. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, fine, in case you're wondering. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was. Yeah. So, yeah. So you brought it up. Uh, what? Um, what sort of mind? What, what sort of headspace does it put you in now? If you're listening to it. Um, I think it's more. I think it's fondness like we we it was it was like a hard thing to happen obviously um but there were a lot of external factors and we've never been unkind like we were never cruel to each other through it uh which is good and so everyone's looking after themselves and I think that I think that a lot of the stuff that you go through when you go through those big breakups is like obviously your brain is completely fried and weird for so long and you just kind of have no idea you'd be like wow freedom but then you're like but wait i'm vulnerable but they you know just like it's such a 
shift. Um, yeah. But I do think that a lot of it was also, and for so long, I could only imagine, I could only remember when it was bad. Like my memories right. of the relationship, I could only remember it as bad. And then I remember we had a chat on Zoom or whatever it was, and it was the first time we'd kind of chatted probably since. And it was just really nice. And it was like two old friends hanging out. And that was when I, you know, that evening I was like, oh, that was nice. And then that evening I got into the shower and I just sobbed like a little baby. And it was like my brain was just replaying all of the nice things, all of the nice memories of when we'd hung out. And right. in a way that's that's nice. It's appreciated because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't have, you know, had that and I wouldn't have been remembering all those nice things. Um, yeah. And so I think now hearing that song, it's obviously – you know, there's a certain sadness, but there's also, I think because we worked hard at it for so long and it was just, it was just, wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. There is a certain melancholy, but there is a certain uh, joy there as well. Like there's a, there's a, um, there's a, a nice feeling that comes with that, I think. Um, yeah. because we were also those times were the times we would have been doing really well like you know right. of listening to that song and I think that yeah. I think that in, in all the hell it's important to remember that there were good times because otherwise you can be like I'm never going to trust again why would I do that to myself <laughs> you know why would I put myself yeah, sure. as opposed to reminding yourself of all the nice all the nice things that come with those those painful times as well yeah yeah absolutely so there you go um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, and look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend this is the, this is the same thing. Um, but I, uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, ended up, uh, without getting into all the details, ended up uh, losing my friendship group of like fifteen years. Mm. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was like it was, um, it, it didn't end well. Um, and. Uh, I think that's one of the big things I like music is is one of the things I think about quite a lot in that context because because like we 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 became friends in like high school and stuff so music was such a big part of our lives like there are certain bands that are like um just like completely intertwined with um those relationships like I cannot separate them yeah. and there are certain songs that you know, I can't help but feel bitter and yeah. angry about the way things ended, and mm. um, and I think I'm hoping, like I'm, I'm waiting for that uh, fondness. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure it will come. Um, like to to illustrate the point, there's um, there's a Lucy Dacus song that's been on the show a few times, uh, the night night shift. And uh, there's a lyric in that where she says, um, it, "It's it's about a breakup, basically." And there's a lyric in that where she says, um, uh, "In five years, I hope these songs feel like covers dedicated mm -hmm. to new lovers." Uh, it's just like that idea of it, that uh, anger fading, or the, the the general sense of emotion failing, and you can sort of look at it in your rearview mirror, kind of thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, in, I'm intrigued by uh, how that dynamic plays out with different 
yeah relationships and with different people um but like i mean that's that's, that sounds very healthy it sounds like you know you're in a definitely in a a good place with it which is nice yeah i mean i think it was just it was it was just we we'd tried really hard and it was a sad ending i think that's the thing it was sad and you know very heartbreaking and my family were heartbreaking and i was heartbreaking but it was just um yeah there were just insurmountable things and so i think that yeah fortunately i guess we did kind of escape the like the the betrayal like i don't feel i mean obviously there was a lot of hurt and there's a lot of things that you unpack and things of but in a sense i I just think that um the way we kind of managed it was yeah just trying not to be awful to each other or let loose all of the awful things you want to say to another person which is ever going to be a way of preserving any kind of you know relationship after that is best to do yeah. it. just swallow it down <laughs> until it yeah. until it goes away because it's not gonna help uh, yeah, yeah for sure yes yeah. well done girl okay. <laughs> all right um okay we'll move on song 12 is a song that motivates you so <laughs> uh, you've gone for cherry by Chromatics. yeah, yeah. this is just another song that just ended up on my liked songs list i've never been like oh yeah i love chromatics it was just this one song i think i must have been radioing something else and then it played and i was like this is a great song and i am marching down the street to this song and i can do anything and (laughs) it was was um mostly last year it was on high rotation last year when i was in the states i was living in um, chicago for five months i was doing a um a comedy scholarship that I was awarded in 2020 as part of the Actors Union and it was with Second City and um, CBS and things. Anyway, so I was over there and I was, again, very homesick and also very out of my depth and very, you know, cold because <laughs> it's Chicago. <laughs> um, sure. And, yeah, so having, again, music to just to help you cruise through the day and influence you and, yeah, this song um yeah I just love it I wish I had more words to talk about music like to describe it like the (laughs) electronics the like again this kind of like female tones of just someone there's again there's also a bit of like there's also a bit of sadness in that song like the way that she sings there's a bit of longing as well but I think it's sad sad bangers it's very like like Robin has like call your girlfriend or you know dancing on my own that kind of sad banger thing where it's like fills you with emotion but the emotion is good and driving or something and i think i get that from i think i get that song as well yeah yeah it's kind of like that's maybe not not million miles away from what we were talking about before but it's um it feels to me like like someone's like uh achieved something or got through something like something difficult, something uh, that they yeah just had to get through, and then this this is the song that plays as they walk away from that. Like yeah, totally to move on. Like they 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 can breathe again. They can wipe the tears from their eyes. They can yeah just get on. Yeah, with songs. Um, totally. I'm glad yeah. that you get that too because I definitely get that. There's also I, and yeah. I don't know if it's because we all have main character syndrome and we all think that we're the lead. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but there is something about yeah. that, the like, and I'm marching and I'm, you know, and I'm moving into a chapter. I'm, I did the thing or, you know, something, or yeah. I can take it on now. Or I can take on whatever it is. I can leave dot, 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 blank insert here. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, yeah. I think it's like the driving. Also, it's a really good song to walk to. It's like got a good, um, like pace to it that I like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely gives yeah. me that. Um, yeah. I really love this song. Yeah, in a, in a similar way, I have a lot of a lot of songs where um, the motivating thing is me being like, it it makes me angry at someone, but <laughs> that someone doesn't exist. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, Who totally. Say fuck you too. Don't know. Just but just <laughs> fuck that person, whoever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. So yeah, this is the yeah this is the, so the, I, yeah it must just be a a form of narcissism in a way. Where I'm just like, yeah, this is this is me in a movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, no, I, I yeah, feel that hundred percent. It's funny because I guess like I think about that of like motivating factors, like what are emotions that motivate you? And I guess I'd never ta- thought about anger. And you know, this right. is a classic thing of like I spoke to my therapist about, and you know, <laughs> but she would be like, do you feel do you feel angry? And I was like, oh, I don't think I feel angry that often. She was like, you got to make sure that you allow yourself to feel that. And I think that the fact that this question is what is a song that motivates you and that there yeah. is this underlying feel of like, I like, I beat you, like a bit of anger, a bit of like, you yeah. know, I see this person, I'm walking away from them or something like that, that yeah. maybe is why it does literally motivate me because it has this feeling yeah. of drive of, you know, uh, uh, like rejecting something of, of anger a little bit, but also of, of that kind of pain um yeah the the idea that you know you can move past this that i that i yeah. love yeah definitely definitely i actually ended up processing something like that it through doing this show this is like this is again this is a very uh straight white male response to you know human <laughs> emotion it's like do, should i go to therapy no i'll start a podcast and i'll talk to people about music. Yes, yes, um, classic, classic. but uh but yeah um it was it was Zachary Wayne when I was um I had an episode with him when I was talking to him about um he was basically talking about this like uh I can't remember the song but he was saying it allows him to feel angry and like sit in the anger mm. for the song and I was thinking like I I that really struck a chord with me because I do that with sadness right if I want to yeah. feel sadness I'll put on a sad song I'll sit in the sadness I'll cry it out if I have to um and and then yeah i can walk away from it but anger and i think in in particularly in context of everything that's, that uh i was talking about that that's gone on the last few years i felt that anger is like not a healthy emotion to feel it's bad to feel anger so anytime i felt angry i'm like no suppress that that's not good let's swallow that down let's like let's let's focus on healthier emotions whereas actually just like anger is just something that happens to you it's what you do about it is the thing yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely having having songs that allow me to sit in a sort of vitriolic, like uh, angry kind of state. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. I like yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I feels great. I'm the same. I'm the same. Where I'm like, oh no, that's that's the bad. You know, that's the bad one. You know, yeah. 
need to be endlessly compassionate, blah, 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 as opposed to being like, no, you've got to feel all the things for yourself. You know, you're allowed to say, yeah. and I'm sad for little Jade now. And then I'm like, and I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. Because it is that thing where whenever I sit in those sad songs, I don't get worried that I'm going to, it's going to overwhelm me and I won't be able to shake off the sadness. I sit in it yeah. for a while and then off I go and I'm like, oh, wasn't it nice to have a cry? So maybe it yeah. would be a similar thing with anger, this idea of like letting yourself sit in that and trust the fact that it's not going to cloud your perception of this person forever or cloud your perception of the situation forever. It's just going to be yeah. experience. Um, yeah. Oh. Exactly. And like anger, anger sometimes just means like you've, you are feeling an injustice. Mm, yeah. And, and that's, that's a good and healthy thing to experience. Yeah. Like if, if someone has wronged you, um, or you see something in the world that doesn't sit right with you, mm. it is a good thing to not to to be angry about it and to and to feel it. But again, it's just it's just what you do with it, right? Yeah, and I think that yeah, it can be a very, as we said, very motivating emotion. Is that mm. thing of like, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about yeah. this? What am I going to, you know? Um, again, it's something that I'm always avoiding. But I guess guess I got to listen to some angry music. <laughs> definitely yeah i'll recommend you some yes sure. please, please um all right song 13 is a song of someone introduced you to yes so you went for float on by modest mice yeah i i don't know why again there are so many songs that anyone could have introduced anyone to ever but i think this <laughs> this one for me is my big sister aj um okay. she so i as I, I kind of mentioned to you earlier but i have three older sisters there's all four of us are in five years. So we're very close in age. And yeah. you can imagine, you know, four teenage girls, like there's a lot of like comparison. There's also a lot of, you know, influencing each other. And I was essentially like raised by my three older sisters. And so AJ always through her teen years, I think music was a thing for her of like, especially because, you know, she listened to Triple J, which is more edgy. And when you're growing up in the country and everyone's like, what are you talking about? We listen to, you know, John Farnham, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Shannon Hall. (laughs) Um, uh, John Williams, you know. And so I think for her having music as, you know, she was into more alternative music and having that gave her a sense of self. And so it was very cool and like AJ had music and was a thing that she cared about. And I just, it just really, Modest Mouse it is very specific to me of like, I think I was in my early high school years and it always stands out as AJ and and especially like Float On. Again, it was this, I think it's, a, it's also a fun motivating song. And when you're a teenager and I didn't listen to, I, I don't know what, how you would, like what genre you would describe this song either it's it's like i don't know it's like it's got like it's not soft and cute either and it's not poppy it's just like you know it's it's kind of got this grinding beat of like well i'll float on you know and Mm. and i think i just yeah i just really it loved modest mouse for a while but it always was attached to this like because my cool big sister showed me modest mouse you know and that's cool. Yeah. You know, lots of other things of like the shins as well. It was a big Garden State era of you know, sure. yeah, yeah. Listening to you know imaging heat, obviously. Um, but yeah. yeah, shins was another big thing that my my sister introduced me to, and mm. it was I remember because I was at boarding school, 
um, yeah, you'd get into like, what's this, what's this weird music that you're playing, you know, cut it out. We want to change it to Matchbox 20 or Nickelback or whatever. And, um, sure. and you'd be like, well, you guys wouldn't get it. But again, because I was sensitive being like, oh, but I don't know what music is. I would yeah. obviously, you know, like, okay, put on Matchbox 20. But mm. yeah, I think there was, that was also kind of my era of starting to be like, listen to artists that my friends didn't necessarily know about, but be okay with it because my right. big sister, because my big sister yeah. showed it to me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, honestly, I think that's the, that's a, a big, like, universal thing when it comes to, like, music taste mm-hmm. and how it's shaped for people. Um, like, a lot of people in this show even have just talked about, like, you know, either having the elder sibling or having the friend in school who has the older sibling who has like the cool music taste yeah um, yeah and that's the sort of influence rather than like what everyone else is listening to yeah. um I, do, I don't know exactly what it is about the song but for me float on by modest mouse is like that that fits perfectly in that category that's like a quintessential my <laughs> elder sibling told me about this song and it's like it's the cool song um, yeah yeah but- in saying that in saying that i think after i'd made this playlist i was playing it in my room and again bloody angela up here i was in my house and i came downstairs and i was like float on by modest mouse and she was like no no anything but turn it off immediately and then i skipped and was like and what about this song about modest mouse she's like anything no not this why is this happening <laughs> well, angela, because <laughs> grow up so <laughs> Maybe one of us isn't cool. Maybe, you know. Oh, dear. Yeah. Maybe I'm a dag. You guys don't use the word dag, do you? Do you guys use the word dag? Yeah. That's something that I discovered in the States, that dag is a very Australian word and also and it means it's like like goofy but also can sometimes be cool and it's – like it's a bit like I can't describe it. I'm like, oh, it's a bit daggy, you know. It's like socks and sandals before yeah. it became cool and ironic, you know. Or it's okay. it's usually a lack of self awareness, but coming from a person who doesn't care, you know, they 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 okay. dress in like hiking shoes maybe and not very cool aesthetic, but they're cool yeah. because they don't care, you know. That's right. often a, a dag situation. Okay. Um, it's um, good i'm learning a lot um yeah there's so many australian expressions and words that just casually come into conversation like film clip um yes. outrage um yeah uh sparrow's fart which was one i learned uh yeah yeah um again because yeah because as we talked about before the recording about the 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 time difference yeah. Um, I think it was I think it was Andy Lumsden. Yeah. Um said, Oh, I'm up at Sparrow's fart and I was like, what what could you possibly mean by Sparrow's <laughs> fart? Uh, but very, very Australian. Um Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't know exactly why, but yeah. Yeah. You know when you hear it. It is that funny thing of yeah, what I've always loved about the kind of it's often like rural vernacular and thing like, you know, flat out like yeah. a lizard drinking, whatever that means, you know, <laughs> flat out, like going flat out, but it's flat out like a lizard drinking or, you know, yeah. going like a frog in the sock. 
like a party went off like a frog in the sock. Like those are kind of, those are expressions, those are expressions that are not used as often. But yeah, like, do you guys say like a bee's dick, which is like a tiny amount as well, like a tiny amount. No. Like, yeah. Anyway, there's a no. lot of, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that stupid. Yeah. 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 Guy Montgomery has a great bit about um, the expression, I'm not here to fuck spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, seen that bit. I've seen that. Which he breaks down. And I'm not going to do it because I won't do it justice. But um, yeah, it, it's it's very good. Um, All right. Song 14 is a song you wouldn't expect to like. Yeah. So we went for Jerk It Out by Caesars. Yes. And again, <laughs> again, this is just because, but also I re-listened to it being like, no, but I would expect it. It's like a dirtbag song. It's like a rat bag. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it once again made its way onto my playlist. I think um, it's, I think the reason why I wouldn't expect to like it is because it gives this kind of like, I don't know, again, 90s maybe, like dirtbag aesthetic of like, um, you know, like uh, there's so many other songs that I feel like fall into this category. But the other thing about it was I was listening to it and I couldn't tell I was like, is this song actually about masturbating? <laughs> because it, I was like, I don't think it is. And then I listened to the chorus and it's like, uh, feeling and you know, nah, 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 can't stop now. It's already begun. You feel it going through your bones. Then you jerk it out. And I was like, I can't tell. Maybe my brain is too literal. And either way, I was like, maybe I'm fine with it either way. But I like it less thinking of grubby, grubby dudes being like, ah, joke it out. But <laughs> I do like it in the sense that it's um, kind of, yeah, grubby and rat baggy. And it makes you feel like you could walk down the street and just like slap a mailbox or something like that. Is that what people you know, <laughs> just be like, yeah, 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 eat this, you know, push something. Or yeah. And then immediately yeah. put it back up again. But, you know, for that instance, for that instant. You know, my little thing like, yeah, I'm a street ruffian. I'm a little dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, how, this this is the thing that slightly confused me about this, right? Is that um, so when you said like a lot of other songs fall into this category, for me that is um, landfill indie. Landfill is- indie. Yeah, have you have you not heard this expression? Oh, okay, I love it, but um, but it describes like, uh, I don't know, like hard fi, um, it's like what's that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Uh, like the feeling. There were so many bands that had like one big, like alternative indie hit, yes. and then like nothing else, and they just like completely dominated like the early noughties um, yes. music scene yeah. um i think like like jerk and i is 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 one of those um i know it because it was on a uh, fifa soundtrack um ah yes that's that's jerk. just how i know it but um but yeah but the thing that slightly confused me about this is like i don't think if i if i didn't have to think about that song ever again i think i could probably get away with never thinking <laughs> about that song again so it's just it's just how how is it still on your radar i don't know i it just stumbled onto my radar i think very recently it obviously came out on a radio like i think 
I think it also, it reminds me of that song. Um, what is it? I know it's up for me if you steal my sunshine. Na, 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 na. That song. Um, steal my sunshine. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think it just got radioed across to me. And then I just barreled it into my brain and I put it on my liked playlist because I was like, I'm enjoying listening to this. And then because it had made its way onto my like yeah. like playlist, it entered into the high rotation, high rotation okay. situation. And then suddenly I was there like, wait a second, am I a rat bag? And, and do I love this song? <laughs> the answer was the answer was yes to both. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I genuinely just found it surprising because I did feel a, li- a little bit like a delinquent listening to it because it's. <laughs> kind of song of like why would i spend my time of all the hours <laughs> i have in my life <laughs> why would i be listening to this song um but i think because it was tapping into a particular part of like well it's all you know here i am <laughs> yeah slapping mailboxes yeah slapping mailbox yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah um all right perfect i mean like the, the thing I wasn't wasn't mad in, in any way when I heard when I when I saw the list I was like, oh fuck, I, why this song? But but okay, I'm on board. Um, so yeah, I definitely enjoyed listening to it while I was while I was going through the playlist. Exactly. But, yeah, but I think that's the thing is you're like, why this song? And then you listen to yeah. it and you enjoy it. And you're like, oh yeah, because I like this song. It's a tune. It's a great. It, yeah. yeah, it's a really good yeah, song. You're like, yeah. oh, because I could listen to this song, but it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not like I love this song. It's just like, oh yeah, I can get around this. I'm surprised yeah. that I really am actually getting around this song. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so it fits the category definitely. Right. Um, right. All right. Song fifteen is a song you think everyone should listen to, and you've gone for Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. I did. This one was again. This was actually my m- m- the hardest one for me. Do people ever say that? Um, yeah. For me, I find it hard, obviously, because it's like, oh, well, now I actually have to think about, like, what is a song that I adore, you know? Or is it a song that I think everyone should listen to because it's, like, palatable across, you know, multiple. Sure, yeah. I I was actually thinking of putting something Spanish guitar because that is the only music that my dad likes to listen to. You know how I said that? Oh, okay. My dad was like, turn down the Jack Johnson, too much bass. Yes. Yeah does get into Spanish guitar and Nina Simone and I was like well if my dad can like okay. Spanish guitar then maybe anyone can like Spanish guitar. <laughs> um okay sure I went I went for Fleetwood Mac Dreams just because I decided that I was like I love this song I love this song so much and maybe I'm a basic bitch who cares but I yeah just love this song and for so long it's, it was just a song that I could hear I just listened to it so much and I just loved it. And I just think it's an extremely beautiful song. And I also do think that it can appeal to lots of people as well. Like it is, it's, you know, soft, but it's also it's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's like has a country like Stevie Nicks, people who are into country can probably get around it. Like people who are into, you know, indie stuff. I don't know. I just think that, I just think it's a great song yeah yeah i think fleetwood mac are just one of those bands that um there's a reason that they're so popular like there there are some artists and some like like certain things that go viral or things that become popular and i think it's the 
it's like maybe it's the path of least resistance it's like you know like that kind of that music that your dad would like right um it's like yeah, so yeah, palatable yeah. that anyone will get behind it and doesn't yeah. really mean an awful lot but you know uh like okay like like will young's evergreen <laughs> to, to bring it back i think that's a song is that a great song i don't think so but it's a it's a nice enough ballad it's palatable i think that's why it's super popular mm. because it's not going to offend anyone and then you got a band yeah. like Fleetwood Mac that I think so many people just connect with that band because yeah. there's there's so much depth to the songwriting. You've got all the all the like the the drama behind the scenes that that feeds into it, um, and it's just utterly beautiful. And yeah, I I love having songs like this on the in in this category because i think a song like dreams is one that people can very easily overlook because it's so popular because everyone knows it you maybe wouldn't take the time to actually sit and listen to it and it's a gorgeous song it's a beautiful it's so nice yeah i was listening yeah. to you and i wish i you know could remember what was being said about it but it was essentially someone you know breaking down the the, the construction of it as well and uh-huh you know like musically the the kind of surprise the 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 rhythm of it i just think it's a very beautiful song and it doesn't feel like it fits into the category of just like really basic you know song structure you know it feels yeah it feels and i think that's what you were saying about how beautifully written they are is that yeah, it doesn't feel like it's just a rinse repeat song. It feels like there's care and there's love and there's design that's gone into it and musicality yeah. that I just think is extremely beautiful and also so relatable. And also, also I was also listening to another thing that said it's also not true because thunder can also happen when it's not raining. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. Um, but um, yeah. Also, as you said, knowing all the drama, I remember reading a tweet that was something like, you know, if Fleetwood Mac can write rumours while going through a breakup, like I can get up and make myself a cup of tea or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah. And there are just so many beautiful, like Fleetwood Mac is, yeah, I just think there are so many amazing songs, like Everywhere and, you know, Songbird. There's just so many songs that are amazing, but I do think that there is something about dreams. And I think it's Stevie Nicks and her voice and the tone and the heart and knowing, yeah, knowing where it was coming from and just how it's also not too floral. Like it's not overly Mm. comedy or anything. Like it's very just, you know, has a little driving beat and easy, but it's also moving. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we've all got too many feelings, you and I. We just love it. <laughs> heavy cry. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. All right, perfect. Well, it's a it's a lovely note to end on. So, um, do you have anything that you want to plug or promote while heavy? Um, true. Oh yeah. Um, Ange Love up here and I, the troll Ange Love up here, we're trolling for me. Usually, Ange true. is a big music wizard. Um, she loves talking about music. Um, we are doing Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, which uh-huh. is exciting in the month of August. Um, we are doing a show called Jazz or a Bucket of Blood, and it's extremely weird, <laughs> sketchy kind of character show. 
uh, where we play heightened versions of ourselves. And my show, my character wants it to be about jazz, even though I don't know what jazz is. And she wants it to be about a bucket of blood. And yeah, so we did it at Melbourne in Sydney and it was really fun and went well. So we're taking it to Edinburgh in August at Underbelly. Perfect. Yeah. So that's that. Beautiful. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shane. God, what a delight. <laughs> Sorry, it took, I, had, I, had, I, I was like, shit, I am really rambling along. But anyway, you can do whatever you like. Yeah. And that's it for episode 63 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you're in the UK and you have a chance to go see Jane and Ange perform Jazz or Bucket of Blood at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, please go and do that. If you're not, if you're in Australia, then you've probably got loads of opportunities to go and see Jane perform, so just uh, drop her a follow on the socials and see when that is. Uh, if you like this show and you want to support it, a couple of different ways you can do that. If you are in a position to support us financially, that would be much appreciated. Uh, there's a link in the description of the podcast for coffee. Um, you can throw a couple of quid or a couple of bucks for an episode that you've enjoyed. There's no monthly obligation, unless you want a monthly obligation. That'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, if you're not in a position to do that absolutely fine please do support us in all the other ways uh, drop us a follow on Instagram that's that's much appreciated and engage with the content uh, give us a like on whatever platform you're using follow rate five stars leave us a review all that stuff helps uh, tweet about it if you're not migrated to blue sky by now <laughs> um, yeah all, all the support is much appreciated I'll be back next week for episode 64 so in the meantime look after yourselves and I'll speak to you then Thank you.